Hello and welcome to the Freedom Baptist Church podcast from Freedom Baptist Church in Mineola, Texas, where we're free from the chains of sin and death. Thank you for listening and please enjoy. back in the 1970s, that if God did not judge the United States, he would have to apologize to Sodom and Gomorrah. I've never seen something like this. I never thought, I never thought what we're seeing right now going on in our government, in our schools, in the police forces, in the halls of justice. I never thought I would see anything that's going on. You go further to look than some form of news media to find out what's going on. Now, like I said, this is going to be a short addendum for the message. But I want to tell you, there is hope in that name, that blessed name of Jesus, the name above every other name, the name at which the most powerful man, man from in the world, Nebuchadnezzar, this ain't got nothing to do with me. In the book of Daniel, we're told about the great king who God put out in the front yard to eat grass for seven years. And if you think God won't do it to our leaders, you're standing in the state. If you think God won't do it to us, 
We have been given a window like no other country in the world. And we have turned our back on it. We have scoffed at it. We have lied. We, on God, we've done everything we can to spit in the, in the face of God. We deserve judgment. We deserve the hand of God. A lot of people get on my case about why I love the Old Testament, why I preach so much out of the Old Testament, but I'm going to call your attention to two verses. They'll tell you that, well, we're, we're in a dispensation of grace. We're, the Old Testament doesn't apply to us. We're not under the law anymore. We're not. But 2 Timothy 16, 2 Timothy uh, 16, 17, verse 16, 17, says that all, A-L-L, Scripture, is given. All. In 1 Corinthians 10, verse 11, it says that all of us, all of the verses were given to us as, in, as the Old Testament was given to us as an ensample. There is a difference between an example and an ensample. An example is just a picture. An, an ensample is a picture to which we're supposed to subscribe to. We're supposed to set that up as our template. Now, getting to Jer uh, Joshua. If I can remember my code. Joshua chapter 1. Remind yourselves. The children of Israel have wandered in the wilderness for 40 years. They have seen the hand of God for 40 years, supplied them with manna from heaven. Their clothes did not wear out. Their shoes did not wear out. And yet they rebelled against God 10 different times. Now we come to the river Jordan. We come to Joshua chapter 1. And, excuse me, God's telling Joshua, verse 1, Now after the death of Moses, the servant of God, to the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, is my, is my, is my servant is dead now. Therefore arise and go over the Jordan. And thou and all of this people under the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. And every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, I have given unto you, as I said unto Moses. From the wilderness, and this Lebanon, even to the great river, the river Euphrates, the land of the Hittites, under the great sea, toward the going down of the sun shall be your covenant. There, there shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so will I be with thee. I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. Be strong and of good courage. For unto this people shalt thou divide an inheritance under the land, which I swear unto the fathers to give them. Only be thou strong and very courageous that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. 
turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou go. Verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein, for thou shalt make, for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good sense. Have I not commanded thee, be strong, and of a good courage, and be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee. Whether to wherever thy go. This path for the will. The Lord is with thee wherever you go. This is Renee. The Lord is with thee. This isn't Don saying it. This is this is the Bible. This is what we hold these truths to be self-evident. This is our Alpha and Omega. This is the Word of God. But it comes with great chastisement upon it. Now, let's look at this, the chapter that we just looked at. It tells you how to be prosperous in God. And I'm not talking about like the prosperity preacher is going to tell you uh, that God wants you to be healthy, wealthy, and wise. God wants you to be a millionaire. God doesn't ever want you to be sick. God, God, God always wants you to heal. And I've got something to say to that. If there is divine healing, without a doubt. But God's way. All these people that claim to be divine healers, how many of you have ever seen go to St. Jude? How many of have you ever seen to do something that is a selfless act? You want to make me believe that you're a divine healer? Go to St. Jude and, and heal those little babies over there that have never done anything to anybody that are, that are racked with cancer, that are racked with disease. You want to prove you're a healer to me? Don't get up there and flop your coat and let everybody fall over, walk up, run up and down an aisle like they got something. Heal the sick. That didn't cost you nothing. God told Joshua several things here on how, how to prosper, how to take the land. And we have set before us today, this day, we got a war going on. It's a spiritual war. It's a spiritual war. It's not war against flesh and blood. It's a spiritual war against the power in, in heavenly places. And we got to fight that war. And God tells us right here, He told Joshua, just as I'm going to be, I was with Moses, just as you saw all these miracles from Moses, if you'll be with me, if you'll do what I tell you to do, Joshua, I'm going to be with you and I'm going to give you this land as an inheritance. Would you like to know how to do it? Very simple. There's nothing, there's nothing spooky or mysterious about it. It's very simple. And John and Joshua 1, what are uh, Joshua 2, what did he tell him? My, my servant Moses is dead. 
Now therefore arise. Get up. Get up. Move. Put your foot to it. Get up. Do something. We can sit in the queue all day long and whine about why God has not answered our prayers, why God is not letting allowing us to take this town. True. Satan has come against us like I've never seen before in my life. But my God tells me that just as I was with Moses, I will be with you. And that word never changes. Forever, O oh Lord, is thy word settled among the heavens. If God made you a promise, you can take it to the bank. First thing is get up. The second one is move. Verse 3. Verse 5 says you're going to fight. Verse 5 says you're going to fight. You're going to be in a battle because the devil don't want you to come and take what God's promised you. You've got the Jekyll's eyes, his eyes, Harry's eyes, Aaron, Andy's eyes, and all the other eyes, Edwards and Wadley's. They don't want you to walk in the fullness of the Spirit of God. They don't want you to walk in the power of God. They don't want you to claim what God is giving you. But God said you're going to be in a war. Number one, get up. Number two, go on. Move. Number three, war. Now, verse six, be strong and be of good courage. For unto this people thou shalt divide for an inheritance. That's a promise. Of which I swore unto your father. Now, these next couple of verses, we're going to spend here a little while. Verse 7. Only be thou strong and very courageous that thou mightest observe and do according to the law which Moses, my servant, commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper. The next one. The book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate. What's the word meditate mean? To focus on it. To think on it all day. We've got everything. The, the, the devil has thrown everything in the world to get our minds off of God, to get our minds off of this book. And God's telling him here to put God first. Foremost and last. Folks, it's either all God or it's not. If you've got to ask yourself, if you go, you want to do something, you want to ask the blessing of God, you've got to ask yourself, is it of God or is it of the devil? There's no in-between. There's no in-between. I heard a uh, pastor tell, tell his congregation the other day that, that all... God knows you're going to sin. God wants you to go out and enjoy yourself. Go out to see, to to, to walk, to, to win the lost, you've got to walk with the lost. Folks, Jesus was a friend of sinners, Miss Pat. Jesus went to the house of the lepers. He went to the house of the prostitutes. He went to the house of the drunk. Jesus went to all those. But they changed. He didn't. My Bible tells me bad corruption corrupts good morals. Okay. Meditate on the Lord. The book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. What are you talking about? 
What are you talking about in, in, when, you, when you get around the people, lost people? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? The, med, the, the word of love shall not meditate out of your mouth. This is God saying, say not. What are you talking about? What is the conversation coming out of your mouth? Is it of God or is it the devil? Meditate on God's word. What's coming out of your mouth? The second thing is, third thing actually, that thou mayest observe and do. You see, if you don't know what the law says, if you don't know what the word of God says, how are you going to do it? Billy Graham, Jimmy Swagger, any of them. They can come in, in here and preach a revival message and have you running down the aisle. And they can, and, 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 but if you don't know the, word, the God of the Word, you don't know anything. How do you stay on course with God? Number one, you meditate on God's Word. Constantly. When you ain't when you ain't working, think about God. Listen, listen to to uh, Christian music from Christian singers, and I'm not talking about this stuff they call Christian music now. I'm talking about Christian music that means something. Christian music that ain't Christ. Christian music that didn't come from Nashville, Craigville. It came from people who were broken. People who knew God, knew how to reach out and grab a hold of God. We were talking about the, one of the greatest songs that was ever written, Amazing Grace. How sweet the sound. Check into it. Find out how that song was written. It was written by a slave trader. The lowest of the low. And God reached out and changed it. Folks, it costs something to worship God. We've got this easy believing. It's going to cost to worship God, to let God be your Lord, and if He's not Lord of all, He's not Lord at all. 24 7, 365. If He's not Lord of all, He's not Lord at all. Be thou strong and very courageous that thou mayest observe to do according to the law which Moses, my servant, commanded thee. Turn not from the right to the left. That means don't change. Don't listen to anybody that's trying to change the word of God. Well, God didn't mean what he said. Well, if God didn't mean what he said, why didn't he say what he meant? We've got all these versions and perversions out there that taken away and added to the word of God. My Bible says... Don't do it. It's a special curse on you. Now, we've got the uh, Queen James Version. You know why we got the Queen James Version? Because it hurts somebody's feelings. Something in there, something in the Queen James Version, something in the, in, in the Bible, our Word of God, hurts somebody's feelings. So now we have to have the Queen James Version 
come along and soothe that. Well, the Queen James Version is offended somebody now. So now we've got another perversion of the Bible. Forever, O Lord, is thy word settled among the heaven. You've got to have a benchmark. This is what he told Joshua. If you're going to be in the land, if you're going to take the land, if you're going to claim the land, if you're going to prosper in the land, you can't be like those other folks. We've got to stand on the word. Don't turn to the right or to the left. But thou mayest observe all the written For then shalt thou make thy way prosperous, and thou shalt have good success. Have I not commanded thee, be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee wherever thou shalt go. If you stand for the word of God, Brother Steve, if you stand for the Word of God, Miss Sharon, if you stand for the Word of God, you're going to lose people. You're going to lose people that you thought you were your friend. But were they ever your friend? Isn't your own God? There is no... If you want to prosper, if you want to be in good health, if you... Want to live according to the Word of God. You've got to do these things. You've got to meditate. First thing is you've got to get up. You've got to get up and show up. Then you've got to move. Then you've got to fight the good fight. Then you meditate on the Word. You let that ingrained Word dwell richly in you if you want to fight the good fight. If you want to war the good war. God was telling Joshua. God was telling Joshua. If you're going to stay in the land, you're going to do these things. Now, uh, we're going to run around right here. Joshua, go to Joshua chapter 7. We all know the story about Jericho. Anybody in here have heard the story of Jericho? Raise your hand. How they marched around the walls of Jericho, how they blew the shofar, how the priest and, and the wall fell down. Anybody hadn't heard that story? Go chapter 7. Chapter 7. Uh, chapter 7. We've just come off of one of the greatest battles that the Jews have ever done. They destroyed a city, and in those days, most of those towers were 40 foot wide, and the walls came tumbling down. We all see it. We've all heard the stuff. We've all heard the story. But so go to chapter 7. And the Israelites were defeated today. But the children of Israel committed a trespass and the accursed thing. For Achan, the son of Carmi, which is the son of Zalbi, Zabdi, the son of Zerah, of the tribe of Judah, took of the accursed thing, and the anger of the Lord was kindled against the children of Israel. Joshua sent them from Jericho to Ai, which is beside Bethany, on the east side of Bethel, and spake unto them, saying, Go up into the country. What God tells them to do. 
go up and view the country. And all the men went up, or the men went up and viewed Ai. And they returned to Joshua and said unto him, Let not all the people go up, but about two or three hundred men shall go up and smite Ai. And about two or three thousand men go up and smite Ai. And they make and they make not all the people make and make not all the people labor thither, for there is few. It was just a little bitty hill. It was just a little bitty city. It was, there wasn't no, there wasn't no sense in getting all of the Israelites out. There wasn't, no, there wasn't no sense taking all the soldiers to battle. There wasn't no sense in just in, in staying prayed up. There wasn't no sense in staying around with God. So they went up thither of the people, about 3,000 men. They fled before the men of Ai. And the men of Ai smoked them, about 36, 36 men, for they chased them from before the gate even to Shemarim and smote them in the going down, wherefore the hearts of the people just melted and became water. Did you hear what happened? Did you hear what happened? Number one. They decided they didn't need to take their time. God, this is a little bit sin. God, this is just a little bit of sin. Achan took just a little bit of sin. They didn't all go up to the back. It was just a little sin. Folks, there's no such thing as a little sin without God. You know why? Because a little sin leads to a big sin, leads to a big sin, leads to a big sin. That's why I'm going to say it. That's why alcohol, that first beer, always leads to that second beer, always leads to that third beer, and always leads to a drunk. Oh, I can stop. Oh, I, I, I don't have to do this. I, I, I'm just going to go out this one weekend. I'm not going to go out and battle this one weekend. This past, I'm going to go out. We're going to, we're going to go out to the lake. We're going to, we're going to put some rods. We're going to go, and we're just going to have a good time. It's just, it'll, be, it'll be all right. I'm not going to show up to church Sunday. But God, it's, it's all right. No, it's not all right. Hebrews said, Forsake not the assembly among yourselves as a matter of some is. Now, that being said, I'm going to throw a caveat in here. We've got several in here that are sick. Out there that are sick. I don't expect them to come when you're sick. God doesn't expect them to come when you're sick. But if you're just laying out to watch the Dallas Cowboy man, I talked to a young man yesterday that came into the shop. Well, he wasn't going to go to church this weekend. He was going. He was going to the house. Number one, if you're going to walk with God, if you're going to have the blessings of God on your life, you're going to have to do what God told Joshua. To do. You're going to have to do what He said to do. You know, whether we like it or not, and we're 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 all the nation. Is there anybody in here that hasn't done stupid stuff? But I guess. Anybody in here that just hadn't done something bone stupid? Did your mom and daddy say? 
put my kids, I just constantly shake my head. And then guys go, do uh, you remember when you were growing up and I told you not to do that? Yeah, Lord, I remember. But if we're going to walk with God, if we're going to talk with God, if we're going to affect this community, and that's what it's all about, though. If the only reason Jesus saved you was to save you from hell, and by the way, you're not you're 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 saved from hell. That's not why God saved you. If if God would just go get you out of hell, if that was the only reason, He'd have taken you to heaven. I said it once, and I said it a thousand times. God didn't save you to keep you out of hell. He saved you to get He saved you to get the hell out of you. God saved us that we could fellowship with Him, just like He told Joshua to do. Read the book. We'll read everything but the book. We'll do everything but what God said. We'll be everywhere but where God said to be. That was a pretty good little rap out of here, man, wasn't it? Well, I'm not going to I don't see that. <laughs> But God told Joshua something. And God tells every one of us. You see, number one, God doesn't have to convict what God commands. God said it. That settles it. And your opinion of it, Don's opinion of it, doesn't matter. How are we going to get away from these things. How are we going to change our mindset? Changing our mindset is what it's all about. Go to Philippians 4. Philippians 4. Philippians 4. Philippians 4. From Don. How do I do these things? How do, how do I keep from thinking of these things? How do I keep my mind on God? Philippians 4. Philippians 4. Verse 8. 4 through 8. Let me forward and turn back to it again. 
on the end of April. All right, Galatians, please let me. Well, yeah, I Okay. All right, let's go back to verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto men, for the Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing but in What? All things give thanks. Huh? You know what Everything by prayer and supplication, giving thanks, give, give thanks, let your request be known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all, A-L-L, -L, all understanding, shall keep your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. Now this verse right here. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things, those things which ye have both uh, learned and received and heard and seen in me, and the peace of God shall be with you. You want to know how to live a victorious life. Number one, meditate on the Word. Number two, rejoice in the Lord always. Number three, think on these things. Think on these things. Get your mind off the world. The world, everything that is in, in the world is evil. For the lust, the flesh, the pride of life, that's all that's out there in the world. Why don't we want to take in the filth that the world throws on us? Why don't we want to listen to these lies that these, these people, these politicians, these preachers, any of that says, get in the Word of God, because if you're not in the Word of God, you don't know where they're lying to you. Stand fast in the Word of God. Think on these things. Turn the TV off. O-F-F. -F, throw a rock through it. Spend your time thinking on these things. Then you'll have peace. Then you'll have God's prosperity. It might not be the same prosperity that Joel Osteen tells you about, or T.D. James, or, or any of the other prosperity preachers. But it would be in the things of God. You see, one of these days, and I'll let it be very short and steady. One of these, one of these days, this building and everything in it is going to burn the first heat. And the only thing, the only thing that we will have is what we sent ahead to have. The only thing. The only thing. What's going to be in heaven? Number one, the prayers of the saints. If you don't pray to him, what's going to be in heaven? Now, if you don't know Jesus, what are you going to, what are you going to do when you get to heaven? And all day long, 24 hours a day, we're going to be singing, worthy is the Lamb. There ain't going to be a bass boat nowhere in sight. The Dallas Cowboys football game ain't going to be on the jumbo truck. It ain't going to be at the bar. It ain't going to be nowhere. We're going to we're going to be worshiping Jesus 24-7, like that last song we sang. 
tired me of every time. If you don't know Him, if you don't know Him, how are you going to worship Him? The only thing we've got, the only weapon that we've got in our warfare against Satan, and folks, you ain't got to look nowhere where you close it, to know that he's, he's coming, that he's working, and he's hitting hard, is prayer, fasting, supplication, getting the word. And then, then, think on these things. Don't think on, don't, don't get your mind on what, on what the world's telling you, how bad it is over there. How bad it is out here. But is this bad? But you know what? You know what we're sure? I read the last chapter of the book. We win. We win. How are we going to be beat and downtrodden? We look, we we look at our families. We look, we look at the world around us. All we can do is take it to Jesus. All we can do is take it to Jesus. Get our mind focused on God. Meditate on the Word daily. Think on these things. Carry the Word with you. Get up go. When people look at you, let them see Jesus in your face. Not that five-year-old God. I know it's hard. I know it's hard. Anybody knows it's hard. Jeannie and my wife will tell you that there are times that you just don't see Jesus on you. And you know what? When I'm down, it never, it never, it never. When I'm down, when I'm grumpy, God will send somebody in. God will send somebody in. So I got to get it right for ministry to. God knows how to hook me. God knows how to hook everyone about. He knows. He knows what you're about. He knows everything about. But if we don't know him, if we don't know the promises, we're, we're taken away by every false prophet, every sale. I said, get in the word. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. That's all we got, folks. And if we got Jesus, we got enough. We are more than conquerors in Him. Did you hear that? In Him. Not in the world. Not at the Dallas Cowboys football game. I don't care how cute the cheerleaders are. Thank you. Mm. Anyway. Ma'am? I don't watch you. I hadn't watched you. Anyway, that's the whole But my, me and my wife, when we got married, she said no sports. <coughs> but anyway, the moral to this story we are standing at the edge of the promised land. So don't think the promised land is heaven. Because it's not. Because they fall. There ain't going to be no fight in heaven. Children of Israel fought constantly in, in, the, in the promised land. The Hittites, the Perites, all the other, all the other Amalekites, all the other Isles, Israel, whatever. 
It's going to be a constant battle. And God was telling, telling Joshua, if you are going to take my word, and that's the only way you're going to get the promises of God, is to stay in his word. Is to do things to please God. Is to let people see Jesus in you. Is to be Jesus. Dying of that old self. Think on these things. Whatsoever is pure. Whatsoever thing is lovely. And if there be any else, think on these things. I don't care how good Joe Biden tells you the economy is. My bank account tells me something different. Look, folks. We've got all the promises of God at our disposal. All the promises of God are in his disposal. All the promises of God are yea and amen in Christ Jesus. How many promises have you for now? Ever blessed one in Christ Jesus. Just like God told Joshua how to take the promised land, Jesus is telling you. Get in the Word, get on your knees, go to battle, and don't lose Don't think on the world's Don't think how bad your, your economy is doing. Think on these things. The fact that my Jesus is victorious. But see, the faith is as y'all come.